I'm Lindsay Mustang, and this is the Career Design Podcast, made for driven, ambitious square pegs and round holes type professionals who see things differently and challenge the status quo. We obliterate obstacles and unlock hidden pathways to overcome and succeed where others have not. Stagnation feels like death, and we are unwilling to compromise our integrity and settle for being average in any way. We are the backbone of any successful business, and those who overlook our potential are doomed to a slow demise. We do work that truly matters, aligns with our purpose, and in turn, we make our lasting mark on the world. We are the dreamers, doers, legends, and visionaries who are called to make our most meaningful contribution and love what we do. So I'm going to introduce you today because some of you have been along for the ride and some of you haven't. Um, And this is the first time I've broadcast this particular live stream series. And I think I'm going to sneeze. I'm going to apologize in advance for that. (laughs) Because I'm human. Um, Oh, it might go rough here. But um, (laughs) But, but Abby, um, Abby, why don't you just give me the, like the quick one minute spiel of how we got to this place today where we're at and why I'm sharing your story publicly mm-hmm. and widely. Sure. Um, yeah, let's, I should probably have this down pat by now. Uh, <laughs> there might be a reason why I'm making you do that. And I want to say hey, Rich and Alice who are tuning in uh, from Facebook. Hi. Hi guys. I'm so happy you're all here with us. Um, yeah, be, be active in the comments. We love to see what you're saying and thinking mm-hmm. as we're going. So please, it's awesome. Um, thanks for coming. So my, my one minute spiel. So I, um, like many of you had uh, a career change happen during the pandemic. There was, um, I worked in the same field for 16 years working corporate beauty retail and, uh, um, you know, with uh, COVID-19, uh, a lot of layoffs happened and there was a reorganization, eliminated my position. And I was faced with the decision of what, like, what do I do now? Um, and I decided to go back to school during that time and uh, train myself for a new skill uh, in UX design and took a boot camp and uh, graduated in June. And uh, I see some of my boot camp friends in the chat. So congratulations, you guys. Uh, we did it. <laughs> um, as I went through this boot camp, um, and, and coming out of it and looking, uh, you know, for a, a new job and being on the hunt and in this market, um, it I heard all these stories of how difficult it was. And I just didn't believe for myself that it was going to be the same thing because I've I feel like I've always been very fortunate. And so when I went into it and I haven't gotten much of a response and I've been putting in all this effort, um, I just became really frustrated and uh, was asked to reflect on like, what what is my journey so far? So I kind of wrote this very honest uh, piece about what my my job hunt journey has been like. And um, so if you haven't read it, um, there's a link to it on my uh, LinkedIn, um, but it's also on Medium. Um, if you're on Medium, uh, my name is Abby Mueller 411. Uh, check it out. And uh, yeah, it got some traction on LinkedIn. And that's how Lindsay and I uh, got connected. She um, read the the piece and it resonated with her and it is just really in alignment with what she does which is career design so we hooked up and decided that um, other people needed to to hear about what was going on and that this might be beneficial for others who are in the same boat as me looking for a job in 2021 um, in a new career possibly even and uh, yeah just kind of hoping like I said to break the code last time of uh, how to how to get past this stagnant place that we're in yeah, absolutely. So there's some uh, pain and we've been, so um, I asked Abby if she'd be willing to do this, like bear her soul publicly and do this in front of everyone. So first off, huge, huge props to that, because I said, like, do you mind if I give you feedback publicly and walk you through the intentional career design process? Um, 
And I had somebody who recently started me and they're like, oh, my, the person I was interviewed, a whole bunch of job coaches, and they were so focused on what's the next title? What's the next company? And I'm like, you missed the whole point of what we're trying to do here, which is get into doing work that truly matters, that fuels our soul, that lets us actually do work that um, we feel energized and excited about. And it's not about a job title. It's not about a particular company. It's all about what I want to do with my life. And now I want to, a lot of times people here, they want to take control of their career trajectory. They want to find something that's really meaningful. Um, the next thing is, okay, now I want to work for an employer that models the values that I have. And then last, I actually like to be paid really well for what I do because I, I'm worth it. And so that's what I teach. I'm not teaching you how to get a better job. Mm-hmm. There are a million people out there. There's a reason why I'm the best in the world at what I do. And I am willing to say it bar none. I have thousands of testimonials. I mean, there is people who pop on here all the time that tell you about what the results are working with me. So, um, and I've seen that I don't ever, these people, I, I mean, I don't even know they're coming. They just come and show up. And so what, what I'm going to do is walk Abby through this process. And so last week we did, um, well, I shouldn't say last week, technically it was this week. It was early this week. <laughs> Mindset the most important thing about this is getting in the right headspace. Because if you believe that you are a victim here, if you believe that you don't have control of your circumstances, if you're doing things that limit your, you know, energetic vibration, really, honestly, is what I'm going for. Mm-hmm. If we raise that, and you believe that you're capable that you um, understand your worth, and that you believe that you can do this, then the rest becomes a lot of an act of, of true courage and faith and walking through the process of the strategy. But if I neglect your mindset, which is what most job coaches do, then you're going to fall through the floor, and you're going to get paused on this process. And it's just, it's not you know how emotional it can be. I asked you to do some work this week and I want you to be really honest here. You struggled with it, right? Oh yeah. I was doing good. I was cruising right along. And then it was like, like stop, hard stop. I, yeah. It gets oh. to the point where I'm like, I throw, well, um, there's a lot of structure in what I do mostly because it allows people this pathway. It's not been just a few time you know, a few people, it's 15,000 people. Yeah. So uh, I'm 15,000 people that I've worked with in four years in my business. But before that, I were hired 10,000 people, I looked at over a million resumes, I wrote the book. Um, and now that we've had, you know, millions of views in my content, that I know what I'm doing. So the process is pretty systemized so that we, we walk through it. And what I'm doing is I want Abby to do this. And she is coming. I think one thing she said this week that might resonate with people. She said, I have exactly zero years of experience and uh, I'm looking for how the heck I even position myself here. Mm-hmm. And of which I said, what did I say? Well, I actually have a lot of relevant experience. And <laughs> yeah, I've been doing this all along. Yes. So one of the reframes, the most powerful reframe in here is that she's actually well qualified to do this work. She's done it a lot. She hasn't done it um, necessarily in the same modality as this, but just like my experience in recruiting and HR delivered this process, I didn't actually teach job coaching most of my career. But what I did is I walked people through the job process. And so that's easy for a lot of people to understand that. But we get into the mindset here a little bit um, where we think we're not qualified or we don't know how to express what we want to do. So if you've ever struggled with this question, what do I want to be when I grow up? You're in the right place because that Peter Pan thing uh, that we have or that you don't want to grow up. I want you to know you can have fun at work. You can love what you do and you can get paid well to do it at a company that actually will treat you like you matter. So that's what we're going to go through today. Um, so we're this module that we're going through right now is called career clarity. So I'm going to tell you the I talked about the traits of high performer earlier this week. And I'm going to I just want to say here a little bit higher. LZ, um, Catherine, Shashin. Uh, I always mess up her name. Kajana. I feel like I always mess that up. So tell me how to say that. Um, Osapo. 
totally messed that up too. Just know that I'm doing this with love and I'm excited mm -hmm. to see you here. Nina is here. Siobhan is here. And William, he just lost his job. So if you, William, you are in the right place. In fact, I'm going to ask you guys to do me a favor because I've extended the boot camp. You guys have been telling me how amazing this is. And I'm so glad because Yay. when I built this, it was so powerful. And hey, Hunter. So if you would type this in somebody, um, especially on LinkedIn, if you're on Facebook as well, I would like you to do, oh, and Sarubi, she says clarity is number one. I, have, I don't know why it doesn't aggregate inside of here. Oh, William. Okay, sorry. It does aggregate in here. I don't know why I can't see Sarubi. But Sarubi is also saying um, clarity is number one. And Alex says, thank you for sharing. Abby Lindsay is amazing. A true genius provides incredible clarity. She's changed my life. So, um, which is just Love amazing. She's, and I know Abby and I are friends on Facebook. So this is coming between my Facebook, my actual business page, and LinkedIn. Thank you, StreamYard, for that. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Blue water is here. Mike Wallace and Jody is here and Hunter says hi. So if you'll do this for me, type dreamjobhack.com slash bootcamp, all one word. I, uh, I'll tag it on this video and then people can go in and opt in because what I'm trying to do is get you to clarity and clarity is actually the very first thing I cover in bootcamp, believe it or not. I go straight to that. Uh, mindset is most important, believe it or not, which is what goes inside of intentional career design, but inside of this process, Clarity is really important. So let me just tell you about why clarity matters. Um, when we are, I'm going to tell you a story of Alice in Wonderland, which is one of my favorite um, stories, uh, in particular, the Disney movie. And at, um, Alice is in Wonderland and she's going down the path and she's never been there before, right? So she comes to a fork in the road and she's like, where do I go? And the Cheshire cat appears in the tree. And he says, um, or she says, well, I don't know where I'm going. Where, which road should he take? And he said, well, where would you like to go? And she said, well, I have no idea. I've never been here before. And he yeah. said, well, then all roads will lead you there. <laughs> so without any direction, you will end up exactly where you set out for, which is nowhere. So this is the main strategy of why people don't have momentum in their job search. It's the main challenge is that they have not picked a destination. So I'm going to give you a revolutionary idea. Just picked something. Just pick something. It does not matter if it is, if you turn, tur we went north, it turned out you need to go south. You can course correct, but staying still and delay delaying the inevitable first step is the biggest problem. And a lot of times people do this because they don't have this answer and they're like, and this is not, I, I want you to know, Abby decided intentionally that she wanted to do something different. She wanted to take mm -hmm. some of her passions into that. But a lot of times people be like, oh, I should probably go get my MBA because then I'll be more well-qualified. Mm -hmm. Folks, you'll still end up back here dealing with this same crap I try not to swear because LinkedIn gets mad about it. <laughs> um, you'll still deal with the same crap no matter what. So I have people who come back with like three degrees and they're like, well, I'm not any more qualified. I have somebody who's like, they're ge they've generated billions of dollars in revenue in their job, billions of dollars. And they're like, I'm not sure I'm qualified. I have somebody who um, has, uh, you know, they're, they're JD, they're an attorney. They also went to MIT and they still don't know what they want to do. So I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter if you have been, you know, in the world and you have 16 years now, and then you have to start and you go back to school or you go to MIT or you go get three master's degrees, you're still going to end up with this same crap between your ears. And so the big thing is pick a destination and work towards it. We course correct on the way. Okay. Right. The analysis paralysis. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put that up here. Analysis paralysis. And it's a trait of a high performer, by the way, when we want perfection. And so we want to not take the wrong step. And this is going to say, this is the failing that I had. I went to school at night for 10 years, not because I was a bad student, but because if I couldn't get a B plus or greater, and I couldn't get, I couldn't get the most out of it, I'd withdraw. So I have a series of W's on my transcript because I didn't want to not be perfect. All right. Perfect does not get you jobs. All right. So we need to just pick. And so you might be, and like 
Abby, we're going to go through her stuff right now. How was it going through this process? Because did I have you pick like a destination first off? Where, what happened no. in the process? No, and actually I'm like so grateful that I, I found you that and you had the same kind of mindset because for me, um, like I can do, I've been kind of a chameleon of sorts. Like I just adapt to whatever environment I'm in and I can find something to like about anything that I'm doing. It's really for me more about, um, you know, the culture that I'm in and like doing, like being around people who are passionate and excited about what they're doing and, um, you know, being part of a team that, that is doing something meaningful, um, and less about like, oh, well I enter information into spreadsheets or I, I don't even know, like whatever it's going to be. Um, you know, it's less about the, the work itself and more about the environment for me. And that's what makes it so hard to search for a job because like, how do you read that in a job description? Um, but yeah, so going through this for me was like, okay, well, this is what I know what I want. I know it makes me feel good, what makes me happy. Uh, but yeah, when you have to, I don't know, describe <laughs> yourself in that place, it's really tough. So, um, so yeah, I, I think there was a lot of like, I guess I never really thought about that moments when I'm going through this, um, career clarity curriculum and just, uh, just really breaking it down is tough for me because I don't, I tend not to stop and think about uh, myself, I guess. I just want to like go for the goal. I got this goal in mind. I'm going to get this goal. And like, that's what I'm going to do. And it, I don't um, stop to think about, you know, it, like just check in with yourself. Is this actually still what you're wanting? Is it what you're going for? Um, yeah. And I don't know, I guess I, it, it's been interesting for me to just slow down and like really focus. That's tough. And it is, I say, um, and I don't know that I can't remember where I say, I see there's a lot of Lindsay isms along the way, but mm -hmm. we have to slow down to go fast. So we go slow yeah. to go fast. And so we're trying to increase velocity, but we need to choose if we can go with full gung ho, but if we go in the wrong direction, we're just right. Gonna, and I get that. Cause I am asking you to slow down. And I ask you things like, what do you enjoy? What have you done? And, and people are like, I don't know. And I was like, okay, so if you don't know, then what's the likelihood Lindsay recruiter mm -hmm hire 10,000 people is going to know. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you an example of how career clarity goes wrong. And I, I'm going to tell you about the story about the most qualified person I ever um, really dealt with. And he said, Lindsay, I cannot get an interview. And thanks so much, um, Randy. He's been following me for this long. So, and Mohit, hi, it's great to see you. Um, he said, Lindsay, I cannot seem to even get an interview with your company. And um, I am um, a former Top Gun commander, which I didn't know was an actual thing. Uh, so I'm That's an army veteran. Awesome. Like, I know, former Top Gun resume. Top Gun commander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? All right. Top Gun commander, um, Harvard alumnus, former White House aide to two presidents, and I cannot get a call back. All right. And I was like, well, I feel really intimidated by that list of qualifications. But let yeah. me ask you the bottom line question. What did he do? Mm. Do you know? <laughs> you, I'll tell you what it is. Um, I had to go dig into it. And let me tell you, I, I, nobody bothered to talk to him because he couldn't articulate this to anybody. And just know it plagues every single person. So I'm I deal with multi-million dollar CEOs, transformative leaders. I deal with executives. I deal with uh, thought leaders. I deal with people along this way. So being able to tell your narrative is not easy. 
no. at all, at all. It is my secret power. I am been dubbed the Oracle genius. I can tell you what you are at your highest level. If you do this work with me um, mm -hmm. and how you show up, but he had no idea how to articulate that. And so if you cannot, and I'll use the, I'm the horse here. If you cannot lead your horse to water, you can't get them to drink, but if you can't even give them the path of who you are, mm -hmm. they will have no idea how to understand it. So if it's struggle for you, no chance will the person across from the table here. So the first thing my people struggle in this, they don't have a narrative about who it is. Yeah. So this idea is called a preframe. And the preframe is the example of how people will view you. And you know this, it's the headline. If you put it on, you'll have it on your LinkedIn, you'll have it on your, your resume. When you write a, a research paper, your introduction statement, mm -hmm. it's really, really powerful here. Okay. Catherine <laughs> says, I so resonate with this at this very moment. Yes. So, so yes. It's, let it's me hard to pick. He did like supply one or two things, you know, Which like is, when you're trying oh, to sum yeah. up the all of your experience into like a few sentences. It's hard. Yeah. So we're gonna, <laughs> the value proposition, which is the most mm -hmm. difficult thing you do and the most powerful thing you do inside of this. I, I teach you guys how to write this, by the way, inside a dream job hack. It is the most nobody teaches us. So mm -hmm. I'm going to give you access for free. Please go to dreamjobhack.com slash bootcamp. OK, so what? he ended up doing was he did supply chain, but it was more powerful that what he actually did was last mile transportation. So for anybody who has heard that terminology, it is the sexiest thing that is <laughs> happening right now inside of the transportation industry. If you've seen the blue prime now vans, that entire mm -hmm. business did not exist at that time. That's been a, a creation of Amazon to um, create the answer for last mile transportation, which is the last mile between where the package reaches the hub and gets to your home. Now, when we used vendors, we would overwhelm the system. And so we needed to create our own solution, which is why, you know, drones will be a, a thing of the future. But we created that. And these are businesses now that people run to deliver this. I mean, this whole thing. So that was the sexy hook, the thing that people are like, oh, this is I led the horse to the water. But what was not attractive is being a former Top Gun commander, Harvard alumnus and White House aide to two presidents, because they didn't tell me jack diddly about what it is that you do. So what you have to do is have the most powerful message, the most powerful narrative and preframe that is easily digestible by your target audience, AKA me recruiter looked at a million resumes, wrote the best selling book. If you don't have that, you've lost. Okay. So if you're wondering what the hell is going wrong, you missed this step. Okay. And I say that with love. Let me help you. It's right here. Well, hold on. We go here. right here. Go get it. I will teach you how to do this stuff. Okay. Now, Writing it is a whole other issue. Mike says, conveying who you are and what you bring to the table in their hiring manager language ensuring is ensuring you're capturing what they need. Yes, what they need. How are you the answer to the problem? People don't hire because it's like, you know, what? it's a really great day and sunny out. I think I should go hire somebody today. They hire because they have a need and they have a problem. We're going to talk about all of these things. Um, I can teach you everything about what I've done is reverse engineer how we hire the most elusive talent on the planet. How do you position yourself as such? The first thing starts with preframe. Okay. So we have a headline that goes on your profile and goes on your, on your resume. And that's what we call a superpower trifecta. And so the superpower trifecta is the summary of the three skills at the highest level of who you are. The reason why we do this is we're trying to create a trifecta is three things. We're looking to create a triangle. Okay. Here's why a triangle is if you are, and I'll give you my example. So for me, I'm a human resource person who specializes in talent acquisition. Now, how special am I? I'm not. Not yet. No, I'm not particularly <laughs> special whatsoever, right? I am here with millions of other people. I'm so generic. I, there's nothing that's particularly remarkable. At least I've got some sort of specific like, like thing. I'm not just, um, here's my list of qualifications. I at least told you what I have. 
but I'm not particularly different. This is the commodity market space. If you don't know what I'm talking about, head into my profile. You can go back and catch our last live where I talk about being a commodity and being like sugar, granulated sugar on the shelf when you want to be the premium brand. So we don't want to do that. We want to position ourselves such. So we're looking to triangulate. When we try to find somebody who's lost in the woods, what do we do? We triangulate their position. Same thing goes with here. We're trying to triangulate your job um, genius in essence. So I need another skill. So the third skill I introduced into this was personal branding. And if I took that a little bit further, I could be talent acquisition and I could be lean hiring systems and personal branding. And that would mean that I would be a candidate experience expert. Okay. So what I'm looking for is some zone of what it is that you do, and it needs to incorporate where you want to be. So I could also highly qualified people can add a lot of different skills on this trifecta. So what we pick is what gives us energy, what makes us excited and motivated. Don't choose crap that you don't like. So I could easily sub in. And somebody asked about this the other day. They're like, OFCCP compliance. I'd also rather rip out my eyeball than do that <laughs> job. So don't pick crap that you're well qualified for that does not give you energy. Choose things that you really enjoy. But what we're looking for is at the highest level, how do you show up and make it so that somebody is able to understand what you do? And that's what the goal of your headline is on your profile. Okay. So from there, what did, Abby, what did, you've done this work and I know you've got something on yours. So tell me what you ended up doing and you brought it out even further. You've built out your entire LinkedIn. Tell me what your um, superpower trifecta ends up being. Um, well, <clears throat> going into this new career field, I, <clears throat> excuse me, tried to direct it in that way. So um, I first said, and I mean, this is probably going to get edited probably like a hundred times, I imagine, because, you know, we're getting stronger as we go. Right. But exactly. um, the first level was use your experience designer or product designer, which is kind of just the title, the overarching title. Um, mm -hmm. Raymond. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and then uh, content designer or content writer, which is getting a little more specific into the things that I really love to do, um, which is, you know, I, I love to be a product storyteller. So um, Ooh, that's the first time I've heard that. Yeah. So for me, uh, the really exciting thing is, um, you know, I can, I can, I'm just going to do a little brag. I can take a lot of really complex information and um, like psychology and data and everything and just consolidate it into a really beautiful story, which is compelling. And you want to read about it. You want to use it. You want to try it. So I create products that tell a story and it engages and connects with people. And it, it makes me really excited um, anytime I can do that. And I get people excited about what I did for them. And it's something that they needed. Um, it's like light bulb goes off and it was like, I never knew I needed this. And this is amazing. Like, it's so rewarding for me. So, yeah, I love to, to take um, something cold, like a digital product and turn it into something really warm and inviting, like a story. So I love this. Okay. And so, and that is, I'm just going to say, we started with something completely different yesterday, even right. <laughs> so clarity happens through action. I said that in the last session, clarity happens through action. So I'm going to make you do this. And I'm going to be like, is that enough? Is that powerful? Does it, does it answer a problem? This is the first time where I, I, and I threw stuff. I don't know what Abby's genius is because she has to articulate it in yeah. order for me to be able to digest it. And so now we're getting clearer and I'm like, that's powerful. That's powerful. And so what I'm looking for is what is it? What is it that you do? And now we're going to get into a little bit deeper yeah. here, but we're just giving up a, a baseline. But if you had gone and said, well, I was an, because I think you used to say I'm an, I was an office manager, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I know How does that story sound different. That's why I was like, I looked at her and I was like, she is so much more. She has so much more power than that. Yeah. And now look at it. Like, do you feel, tell me just the difference of that just from yesterday to today. Do you see the difference? 
I do. Uh, and I just need to, I just need to get in front of someone because I know that if I can, I'm excited I'm here. to be around. Okay. I'm like, here. <laughs> we tend to do this so, in a vacuum and then we ask people who actually have yeah. never hired anybody or are our good friends. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Um, so yeah, office manager, kind of a boring title, right? If I'm going to be honest. And there was a reason that I took it. I've been very strategic about the positions that I took in this one. Um, I've always like the company that I work for. I, I kind of went through several different departments because I was trying to understand how the corporate structure worked. Like how does that all, how do all the players work together? And I didn't really understand it. And so I would go from team to team to team and I would learn and then I'd move on to the next one. So for this one, I interacted with every department in the corporate structure and it, it gave me really uh, amazing exposure to different teams, their functionality, um, expanded my network. And like, uh, for me, as I've gone along in my career, I, um, try to take on like bigger and bigger problems every time, because as I felt more capable, like I just get really excited. Like if I can, if I can take on something that is just terrifyingly large and like nail it. Oh yeah. That's so good. So, um, uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, like I wanted something that was like completely out of my wheelhouse and it would force me to, um, you know, up my, my communication levels and up my exposure in the company. People are going to know who I am because I have to make all these teams really happy in the space that they work in. And uh, that's why I did it. And and I did that. And it was great. And now I'm um, doing something totally like different in designing that. But I'm um, and I'm designing digital products now. But I, I understand how the structure works. And I understand the needs of business. And I can speak to a lot of different groups of people because I've interacted with a lot of groups of different people. And I understand different needs at different levels of the organization. And so for me, like that experience is so valuable um, not only just in, in retail, but I'm just understanding people and people's needs um, really fuels uh, my passion to to create products that are going to help enhance our lives and make things easier, better, faster, right? Um, we don't want to struggle. We want things that are tools that are going to help us do what we love. Okay. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to repeat back to what you said to me mm -hmm. on Wednesday at 3.50 PM. And this <laughs> is where I mean, I want you to see it because that story, we have people going, there's another skill. Abby is a genius. Yes, she is. Now she's talking about how do I solve a problem? And, and here's the thing is that administrative professionals that they tend to get so ding, like that's not, this is the hardest job in the world to hire, by the way, like of the jobs in the entire world, that is the hardest job. Um, because there is so much magic that goes inside of that. But we tend to like, oh, that's not a really valuable player. It's not it's in the way you describe it like that. When she yeah. talks about it in this way, this is a powerful move. Okay. So she said, I have zero years of experience and no proof of results because I've not held a single job doing this kind of work. Hmm. Now you tell me that story has evolved. And now do you believe what you are selling? I, yes. I mean, I know that I know that I can do this job, but I yes. haven't done the job yet. I've only done yep. it in school, in theory and practice. Right. And well, I know that but you, you have done a so job far. that is, right. well, let's say you haven't done a job description yet. And that's where things people yeah. like the whole point of this is people will actually create jobs for you. And then we'll give you the opportunity to be a product designer and storyteller that creates massive, you know, buy-in and conversion and adoption for their customers. That's really what you're ultimately doing. And so when yeah. we tell that story, does that make sense of what you're actually doing? Okay. Yes. Now I'm telling you about something that I would hire for because I've solved the pain. This is a little more advanced stuff. So right now I'm just trying to get you and we don't have to be close to the answer right now. We just have to have something to shoot for. Cause again, I just need a direction. It can be Northwest. Yeah. It can be South, but we need something because clarity comes through action. Okay.
So that was the first thing. Now I'm saying, okay, how do we back this up? Okay. And so the next thing what we're doing is creating a value proposition. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to describe what the three parts of a value proposition is. And if you would like access, hello, right here, just go down to dream.hack.com slash bootcamp. And I will teach you this. You, it's totally free. Okay. All right. So there are three parts, your value proposition. When you are a business, a value proposition is about what your end result happens for your customer your customer, your client, what's the end result of working with your business? Now I went back and mindset was all about, you're in the business of me, Inc. You're going to have to articulate this. You're going to have to sell the product, which is you, you have to sell your business. So what I'm looking for is three things. The first one is the I am statement. And this is the de declaration to the universe that I am this thing, not hopefully somebody picks me and they can see my worth and maybe they'll give me a shot. You can say, I am this thing that gets these kinds of results for this kind of company. So that's what we're really doing. And that's to make it so that Lindsay Recruiter understands what the heck it is that you do. And I don't go, okay, Harvard alumnus, uh, former Top Gun commander, and you give me this laundry list of tactical BS that does not increase the bottom line. It's just a list of job description skills. No, we hire strategy at the highest level. We're looking for what's the impact, how you become the solution to the pain. And when you become the solution to the pain, people will do whatever it takes and bang down your door to get the result of hiring you because they know what you can articulate, what you can do through that story. So the first thing is, I am this. Second is, and these are really, this is, I, I called it this and it's just stuck. Awesome thing number one, awesome thing number two. Okay, you can say, I am the world's leading expert in intentional career design. I've helped... Over 15,000 people now do this in the last four years across uh, 121 countries and six continents. That's awesome thing number one, by the way. Average result for when working with me means in nine weeks, somebody's going to graduate with $52,000 more in salary and 2.1 job offers. I can get you more in the course of nine weeks than your MBA program will cost you or make you in the first two years. All right. That's hard to follow. <laughs> so now I've said that I have, I have said who I am and they, and the first thing people do is like, okay, cool. Prove it. Yeah. That's why awesome thing. Number one, this is called social proof. Awesome thing. Number two, social proof. Okay. So if you can't articulate what it is that you do and the result that you have, it, then you have nothing. Okay. Um, okay. So what, let's go to what we had beforehand, or not maybe beforehand, because we did this work. And what I do is I have you, when you work inside my programs, I actually spent four years developing this tool to make it Mad Lib style, where I'm like, input this. <laughs> so easy. Just plug yeah. in the word. Yes. Here's a word. Choose a word. Here's another word. And put a number, put a level of experience, and then give me the experience here. And then work on awesome thing number one, work on awesome thing number two. And even without Abby, she didn't even see that there was a, the link for that, which I'm so glad she's here because she is using, literally, she can say now, and I'm giving you permission to say you've consulted with a seven-figure business in creating mm -hmm. a new digital product to increase adoption and success rate for her clients. Love it. You know, I said that, <laughs> Thank right? you. And this is, let me just tell you what that was, is one freaking hyperlink on a, for the most critical thing inside of this entire module. But it's not something that I caught or my designers caught. She caught it, okay? So, it's something I... Exactly. I so she, she's like, there's no question. Somebody is going to be so lucky when Abby comes on board and does this. Hmm. And I, if I was going to be honest, she could do this inside of all of my entrepreneur community and start a business right now doing this work. She's qualified to do that. She doesn't know she's qualified to do that. And that's okay. Thank but, you. By the end of this, she's <laughs> going to be like, I'm such a badass. At this point, like there's... <laughs> 
feels I'm starting there. I'm like here. I just need to get like here. Yeah. The only thing is me believing enough belief, in, a belief into you so that you do it. Okay. Um, Brandy said, recap value proposition. I am social proof results. Yes. Times two. So awesome. Thing number one and two. Yes. Fears equal fellow peers or fellow humans. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. My peers That's are. Okay. I will yeah. tell you that little story at the end. Cause there's some, there's some really big painful stories that happen along this way. Um, okay. So let's go into your value proposition. And I want you to go like, let's not start from the very beginning. Let's start from where you're at today. And now we have your, you've told me your story. Let's talk about what it is. And then I'm going to see how we can make it better. Okay. Um, okay. tends to be, and you've already gotten the feedback once, which I yep. tend to do two or three rounds in some That's cases good. work with me. Good. But most of the time you start out with, I'm not qualified. I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I want to be. Okay. Um, Josh, the best way I will actually probably be opening a uh, dream job hack, uh, this, uh, I think it's going to be this month. So just sign up that way you get in the boot camp, and you'll know when I'm going to open the enrollment for that. Um, and you can work with me. Like this is this dream job hack is an, uh, it's a program where you can work on your own. You, there's other options to work with me, but start there because I want you to get a taste of what I am. I'm not for everybody. <laughs> I'm not for everybody. Like I'm going to believe in you and I'm going to love on you. Like love, if you can't tell, but there's some right here, love. It's my highest value. It's a really strange thing in the HR world to say I'm going to love on somebody, which is why I don't do that crap anymore. <laughs> um, I didn't get to love on people. I didn't get to treat them like humans. I didn't get to see them as souls or families or heartbeats, all those things that I'll tell you a little bit more about why I do what I do at the very end. Yes. So thank you. Um, but to start with that, start with the, the, because this is a free resource and it tends in those five days, people transform their mindset and the, they understand what's holding them back. Okay. So let's go to your value proposition. So let's go with the I am statement. And um, there were some things missing last time, like the level of professional and the years of experience. So what do you got? And this I'm is where this is the most stressful thing somebody does with me. And the fact she's willing to do it publicly is the biggest endorsement I can give of how brave she is. Do you want me to read the original one? Yeah, I, I think I, well, mm -hmm. I haven't gone that far, but okay. Yeah, I have to look the I am statement and, you know, we'll see. Cause like, again, it, I'm glad that I get to soundboard this off of you because it's like, I think it makes sense, but does it make sense to you as somebody who's yep. in my head? Like, totally. So, yeah. Um, cool. So I guess I can, I guess I'll read the original one if you want. Okay, go ahead. Let's do the original and then tell um, me what I said about it actually afterwards. Yep. Too. <laughs> I'm looking at the email right now. Um, which is, I guess I only went through awesome thing number one and I didn't give you an awesome thing number two. So, well, that's okay. So we're going to start with this. The fact that you had anything most of the time I had the, yeah. the, the least effective example that I can say was somebody came back and said, I'm a team player. And I was like, well, mm. that does nothing. And team player actually dings your um, higher ability by 51%. I didn't just make that up. That's actually yeah. a statistical study. So yeah. team player, we'll talk about this next week, by the way, next Friday, we're going to talk about, we're going to do her resume. So she actually looks like Oh. what she really is, which is amazing. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So I wrote, I am a passionate and creative problem solver, uh, who transforms challenges into life enhancing tools for businesses and their customers looking for a more meaningful and rewarding digital experience. That was my statement. Um, apparently there's some detail missing, so we're going <laughs> to, uh, and my, my awesome thing. Number one was that I worked with, uh, the operational and growth and development teams in a fortune 500 company to introduce and implement a streamlined structure, uh, for their 100 annual new store expansion projects, contributing to a reduction in scope of 75% in just a few years, taking the process from a month long project to only five days, saving the company millions of dollars year over year. So, and what did I say on this? Um, so one, we don't have the, the true structure because she didn't have the access to the generator. So um, the true structure of 
the value proposition, which is we want to say, I am this level of experience. Well, I am. And it's just because you guys want to love to throw in adjectives, adjective and adjective uh, kind of level of experience with this many more than this many years of experience in doing the downstream effect of what you actually do. Awesome thing. Number one, awesome thing. Number two. So I added like, here's where we're going to add a little more. How many years do we have here? What's the actual impact? Okay. And the second thing I came back and I, what, do you have it in front of you? Cause I, yeah. I there's a lot in there that I said. Uh, on that. Yeah. So on, on the, the first sentence, right. I'm a passionate and creative problem solver. Um, you switch that over and said, maybe we do like design and operational professional since I am now a designer, but I was an operations professional before. So like kind of combining those things and not saying problem solver is a general term. So, mm -hmm. um, who transforms challenges? And you said, like what? <laughs> so, yeah. Describing what that might be. Um, and then into life enhancing tools again, like what? <laughs> so for me, I know what that is. Um, you know, and then, uh, for businesses and their customers looking for a more meaningful and rewarding digital experience. And then you said, how do you do this both now and before? So uh, again, just adding a little more detail to that because I know what that means, but that is a lot of like nice words and doesn't maybe mean anything to anyone else without examples. So, and you're a storyteller. So, you get that. so Abby has a little bit of, she has a more strategic vision. It's the, the thing that drives me crazy is when people come in, they're like, I've been admin. The immediate bias is that that's not a super value added job. And I was like, that's a big fat lie, by the way. And shout out to our all our admins. I'm going to shout out to my own, Becky North. She now yeah. is the director of Awesomeness. She started as my VA. I would not be able to run this business without her. So um, they have incredible power if you give them the opportunity. So why I was asking is like, what you've actually done is an intersection of operations, design, and actually really lean process is what she really does. Mm -hmm. She hasn't gone to that point yet. So I'm throwing some stuff out. You know, year. what's funny is that I couldn't get a job that I wanted because I hadn't gone through Six Sigma. And I was like, but I'm doing everything that they train you to do. <laughs> and that's the thing is like, again, you don't need the the buy-in. You just have to be able to tell the most effective story. Because I've heard a million stories of people getting jobs from having a drink at a bar or on an airplane. And we've hired that person before who's qualified internally because they had a better story. And so the story is actually what we're doing. What I'm actually teaching you now, I haven't told you this, Abby, is... I'm teaching you to believe that you are this thing and be able to articulate it because the thing is not going to be the resume or the LinkedIn. It's yeah. going to be the conversation, who you are as a person that they're going to buy at the level of what we're trying to do. Okay. So when we're trying to hire somebody, um, I do look at their qualifications, but I'm looking at it to just immediately cement the belief of already have from the conversation. So everything we do from here for, forward is the most important thing. Oh yes. Um, the most important language to learn is to speak math. And I would say yeah. results quantitative results. We're gonna talk about that next week. Um, speaking it, learning it and writing it is tough. Yeah, we and we're taught to be, you know, really fluffy in a lot of things. And I I mean, like, what I do is I make you feel really good. And so you believe enough in order to get your most highest purpose on earth. No, I teach you how to get your dream job with 2.1 job offers $52,000 more in just nine weeks, which one matters, there is your there is the difference. Both things are true. One will actually get the people to tune in and one won't. So um, that's the most, yeah. So Mike, very, very good point. Okay. So Abby, let's go a little bit deeper into it. What is, where are you at now? So tell me about, let's go through what your example is today. Cause this is what I want you to walk away with is this value proposition about 85% firmed up. So I, I started on the I am statement and I'm, I don't know if it's better or the same, but I'll oh, keep going. Um, I mean, in your, what you've talked about, notice you've gotten clarity just in this conversation. Yep. 
And that, you know, what? I'm like so excited to hear you say that it's not about my resume or about applications because like, that, it's like soul sucking. I can't, um, <laughs> I'm so happy that that's not what it's about. Frankly, like that's just a huge relief to me. So I think, um, and you know, I, I believe in myself most of the time, but I don't know how to articulate it well, which is kind of funny considering I'm a writer. Um, I just can't do that to myself. So yeah, I'm really happy. Yes. To now you can. That. Yeah. <laughs> I can, but I need a little push. Pointers and I will take it the rest of the way. Um, okay. So, well, I guess, do you want me to go through the, um, awesome thing? Number one, or do Let's you want me to do the, I am statement? Okay. What I'm doing is I want to make sure that this yeah. makes sense for the uh, trifecta, the idea of who we are pre-framing ourselves as. Okay. So how do, I'm still a little, little struggling with this, but we'll see what it comes out as. So I changed it to, I'm a passionate and creative design and operational professional who transforms the barriers that prevent us from success into life enhancing digital solutions for businesses and their customers who want an intuitive and effortless way to accomplish their goals. Okay. So there are some really powerful things and there's some, um, what I call, and just know I, I absolutely adore you, but I call them <laughs> Miss America answers. And it's Bring like, it he goes, what yeah. is it that I want my platform to be? And I'm like, world peace makes me think okay. of this continuity world peace. And so, okay. So I am, uh, I want to yeah. hear in there with this many years of experience. So let's go ahead okay. and say over 15 years of experience. And I know that goes from zero to 15, but I'm going to point out what Raymond said. This is so powerful, Lindsay. You reminded me I went from making 13, 15 an hour to six figures over a conversation at lunch. Personal connection is so important. In fact, it is the game changer of what I teach. Because if you're going to rely on the old, broken, jalopy system of apply and pray, it doesn't work. So how we get, we have to get out of that commodity market space and learn to market ourselves as an asset and a solution to pain. And um, what is... Uh, Alex said, solution to the pain is so powerful. That's right. Because if yeah. somebody says like, I've, I have invested $150,000 in my own personal development in the last six, uh, four years, not even six years, four years. And let me just tell you, nobody goes around. Like I am buying into what somebody believe what they can do, not based on um, the list of qualifications on a piece of a document. It's going to be the relationship that really changes that. Yeah. And so what I'm trying to get you to do is see the value in the relationship is actually the differentiator. So if we play, or we start to value just like you want to be valued as a human and as a soul, as long as you can articulate that to another human and soul who has more yeah. influence and authority than you do. That's how we get to those next levels. Okay. Got it. Hunter, I'm really glad you asked this question and I hope that we get to it later because I struggle with this as well. And I think it might be actually something we follow up. So Hunter, I hope you tune in next week because this is going to be something this, and I'm going to tell you, it's not like I'm going to teach you one thing is going to be done. This is going to be a, a thing that you do for the rest of your life is going to be up leveling your mindset about the impact you make. But you're right. Cause most time, especially um, we are the, or we have the belief that my team did it, but if you're part of a team, you're part of the result. Okay. So you got to stand in your highest power at the highest level. Okay. Go ahead. Abby. Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't gotten, I haven't gotten that much farther. I only started the, the, the awesome thing. Number one this morning. I, like I told you yesterday, I kind of got my day kind of got hijacked. So I didn't get as much work into it as I could. Don't worry. You don't have to, you, whatever you've done again, yeah. you show up exactly as you are. We just move forward. So don't worry. Um, so yeah, just the, the first part of the sentence where I said, I worked with the operational growth and development teams. You asked how many people, uh, which I was sitting there. I'm like, how many people was that? Uh, you know, like I had never quantified that. So I counted up what I thought it might be. And it's probably honestly higher than that. But I think it was about 50, a group, I wrote a group of 50 plus cross-functional partners is what I did. And um, so this is where we're going to take that. We're going to say if it, do you believe, so 49. Yeah, sure. So over 49, a 49. And the reason why is we never lie. 
because one, that energy, when we lie or we tell fibs, mm-hmm. that comes back to bite you and it'll get you terminated. So yeah. what I'm looking for you is the only person who really knows your result. Cause let me just tell you, you struggle to do that. Nobody is going to be able to figure out this information. So we don't lie yeah. because it's bad karma. And second, we'll start with the lowest. So when I say like I've hired 10,343, it's actually like 12,000, yeah. but I picked a very specific number because it's more powerful. So just pick one freaking number. Okay. okay. I was so say, it's probably closer to like, it could be like a few hundred people. Like I don't, I just don't. And know. If, like, you, if you go through this year. discovery and we're going to go through this in your resume yeah. and you're like, it turns out to be even more than that. Because yeah. it probably is when you think about all the work you've done beforehand, mm-hmm. um, that that uh, it's probably higher than that. So don't yeah. worry. We're just looking to have one baseline and then we can up level and upgrade as we go. Okay. Um, so I haven't gone through the, like how much revenue, this is where I'm at right now. I'm trying to determine, cause you wrote, um, you know, uh, when I, well, I added design. So I collaborated with a group of over 49 cross-functional partners on the operational growth and development teams in a fortune 500 company to design, launch and implement a streamlined structure for their hundred annual new store expansion projects. And here you wrote how many revenue, how much revenue would this, would these stores contribute to the top line revenue and how many people would be impacted? Um, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, okay. Let's see if I, I know we have hundred stores, what that can be. How many stores are there in at this company? Currently about 1200. Okay. So and at the time it was like, of them? what's that? A hundred every year. Okay. So a hundred every year. And how many years did you do that? Um, five years, four years. Yeah. Five okay. years. Kind of four years, like hardcore, but See, this is where like, just so you know, this is, we want to be so accurate on this. So just remember, we're going to talk about it. Okay. So if we talk about, let's go ahead. I know, I know about... what it costs to open a store at the time. It's more now, but I know it was, a, it was about a million dollars at the time that I was doing it per store. That so it would cost there are billions of dollars. So we took the number of stores. This is how mm-hmm. we can come up with a number, by the way. That's the most accurate that we can predict. Okay. In 2021, we they made $6.1 billion. Yep. Now we should divide that by 1,200. And we'll just say the average for those 100 stores is times 100. Okay? That's mm-hmm. one year's worth. Now, do you see how we can easily quantify millions of dollars of impact, by the way? I know that you're not going to be that, but these stores contribute to that and you're part of the team. The whole right. point, by the way, is to cement your authority that what you do makes an impact. We'll talk about how you do that as we go deeper in here, but what we're trying to do is establish your authority so you don't start with zero experience, okay? Mm-hmm. In uh, 2020, it was 7.39. In 2019, it's 6.7. Okay. So, and you can bring this down, Abby, if that feels like that doesn't feel like I am being really fair, go ahead and do your own math. But what I'm trying to tell you is that it's millions of dollars. I know that. Okay. So I'm always looking for people to make at least six figures to millions of dollars of impact in that first um, statement. I'm looking for a number of team members. I'm looking at this and it doesn't matter that you weren't exactly the leader. And if you were, you say like, I helped lead a team that did this. Okay. It, there's a, a structure between, and we're use I right now. We don't put that in the, mm-hmm. on the resume. Right. We use, but there's a tr- um, truth of people who use I and personal pronouns where they actually use it as an individual, they're higher performers than people who are like, well, my team did that. And so um, that's yeah. the reason why we do some of these things. Oh, that's okay. a tough switch for me. I know. Um, Don't worry, I, we're programming I, everything. I love that we could have like, I, I love the, the collaboration as well. Like I know that I'm a top performer myself, but I also love being able to work with others and, and do something together because I think it's more powerful than what we can accomplish on our own. So I want to give credit there as well, but yeah, I understand right here. I'm 
Right now, we're not trying to employ the rest of your team. We're just trying to employ you. <laughs> okay, so I want you to take a stab at getting a little bit deeper here. And I want you to pick a specific number. If it's like, if it's, I'd like you to choose three digits if it's more than 100 team members, like, like no. 101. So there was 11 of us. No, I meant like you said, oh, 100 stories. Oh, yeah. That I worked with. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I mean, we were hiring how many people at each store? 40 to 60 of a staff of 40 to 60 people at each store. Um, and I would run that project um, each time. So yeah. And, and I mean, <laughs> millions of dollars of revenue and possibly like how many jobs did we create as well? Okay. Like, so, and what you're telling me yeah. is you created a lean process or however it is that you mm -hmm. want to tell me about that. So now that you say that, do you believe that what you do matters and that you've already been qualified to do it? And now you're presenting yourself as instead of zero experience and zero qualifications. Yeah. That is the most massive change I have seen. Okay. It doesn't matter. Even the person who's created $3 billion in annual revenue for yeah. top tech 500 or top tech five company. Mm -hmm. um, they still struggle with this question. So it doesn't matter where you're at. This, this yeah. is the same change. Okay. So that's the first thing. Now I want you to take that same idea and I want you to come up with awesome thing number two. And this is where we're going to refine this inside of the resume. Yep. But do you see the transformation of where you were? Mm -hmm. just two days ago to today and <laughs> yep. we reprogram. And so I'm always telling you to see what's at the highest level. So when I tell you people I've hired 10,000 people, what I didn't tell you is that a bunch of those people actually hire the fulfillment centers, which hire two to 5,000 people in six mm. weeks. Yeah. We open 30, some of those stores every day. So I could go higher. So I chose a number that felt more like I'm not responsible for a hundred thousand hires. I didn't say that. Right. I said, I hired 10,000 people. So choose the thing. You should have Red Bull sponsor. <laughs> Is that because I'm I am Red Bull or do some people tell me they're like Red Bull in human that. form? Yeah, I'm like, what is it? Because I, do I give you wings? Why? Tell me about that. Okay, <clears throat> so this is the up level. The whole point here. So what you have to do, and again, I cannot break this down enough for you right here. So go into dreamjobhack.com/bootcamp. I will teach you how to do this, and you are not going to be awesome at it. So I want you to abandon that you are going to be awesome at it. You are going to suck, if I'm really honest, okay? It does not matter. I made the, a chief branding officer of a very, very big company nearly cry doing this. And so it is hard to stand your own truth. It's a We tend to, the people who, um, let me just give you this feedback. Imposters don't have imposter syndrome. I love this. <laughs> a trait of a high performer is to be feel like an imposter and it's to have been a part of a team and to not take full credit. And this is where I say it's okay to do that. It is really what you do. It's yeah. okay to brag a little. It's okay to flex a little. And as long as we don't I've noticed, I never say like, go ahead and lie. I never say that. I say, how no. do we do this at the highest level? If we take that frame, then the rest of this, we're going to make it so simple that somebody, cause it's not the resume again. We've just highlighted you at the highest level. We make, we obliterate the objections they have of zero experience and zero qualifications. Yeah. That is the only change I am trying to make here. So I want you to be at the highest level and believe that you can do this at the true level of who you are, Abby. I'm not telling you anything that you haven't just repeated back to me. I just regurgitate it in a way that makes better sense. Okay. Yep. And, and honestly, like this is like I told you, I kind of like was cruising through the first part of it and then it just like started to slow down when I was, I was like, oh man, this is getting harder. <laughs> And at this point I was just like, uh, and you know, I'm so like, I'm glad that we're having this conversation and that other people get to hear it too, because for me, um, and I told you this already, but like lesson learned, I didn't ask for the figures that I should have asked for when I, you know, like how, and I, I was at a level that I could have had access to it, but I didn't, I wasn't necessarily like 
you know, head of the department, you know, wasn't the VP, like with all of the facts and figures for, um, for the company, but like, I could have asked and said, like, what impact did this have year over year? Uh, but I don't have that. And some of the things I'm so frustrated that I lost because, uh, when I got laid off, like I was cut off within minutes, <laughs> like, I think it was like five minutes and I had no access to anything. So like all of my work gone, like, and I so didn't have any else. Else. So like, oh, oh, like kills me now. Cause I'm like, Oh, I know. I know we did something awesome, but I don't know what it was. So I'll talk to you about how do you always create a contingency plan? But when we get to the place of career power, which is on the success yeah. path, success path says, mm -hmm. Um, that I have unlimited opportunities coming to me. I'm doing it without applying. I'm having ongoing conversations. I've negotiated my salary. The other thing that is the checklist says, I have also updated my resume accordingly so that I am prepared for the next job the moment the opportunity comes because I'm never going to be in a place where I am not the person who's in control of my career destiny. That my goal is I have the worst business plan ever. I hope you never need me again, Abby. I hope you never ever need me again. Now I'll be here when you do, but I hope you don't. I just hope you send me a whole bunch of your friends. Cause what I want to do is this is yeah. for the rest of your life. I'm yeah. teaching you how to like, I, I used to teach people. I used to actually do this work for them. And what I did is I didn't teach people how to fish. I gave them the answer and then they didn't do anything with it. So I had to reprogram and that's why the results became more powerful. So just yeah. like, you know, I've walked the same path of up leveling what I do. Same thing goes for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Abby, how do you feel? So I'm going to tell you about what next steps, and then I'm going to ask um, questions. So what we're doing here is I've already given you the to do. I want you to go back. So, so bring it back. And if you can get that to me Tuesday, since of the holiday. Yep. Um, also, by the way, I don't ever want you job searching eight days a week. I don't know where the hell this came up. It's not your full-time job to look for a job. Do what I do with you two hours a day, Monday through Friday, if you want to rocket launch what you have. Um, that's the most that I want somebody doing. No, we're, if you ever heard of the Pareto principle, 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. That's only two hours a day and Monday through Friday. And then you take off weekends and holidays because what matters is not your job. It's your family. Let me say that again. It's not your job. It's your family. Now I'm trying to get you to do work that actually fills your soul. So it's just as rewarding for you to be there at the, during the day to at night. And that yeah. transition, your life feels completely holistically. You up level in every, every range. That's really what I teach people how to do it. I love it. I had somebody even this year and he spent a whole month in Hawaii working virtually for his company. Well, he was interviewing someplace else oh, yeah. because we don't have ties to a company. Loyalty is a really powerful thing that keeps us small. <laughs> you might know that a little bit here because they'll let you go the moment it doesn't serve them. And you always have to be taking control of your career. So I'm not saying loyalty is a bad thing. Yeah. I would be brokenhearted if people leave my company. They do regularly because I teach them how to uplevel their careers. No yeah. surprise, they get recruited away. And you know what I think? That I'm so proud. And they send me their people and they actually, most yeah. of my people actually work with me part-time still uh, because they still want to be a part of this mission. So it's a whole other frame of what I do. I preach, I practice what I preach. I show you up just for what I am. Do this for like company leaders because I swear, like as a as a manager of people, like I I feel the same way. And I feel like it's so rare. Um, you know, so like like bless you for what you do because like I was always so excited when someone on my team could get promoted or you know, move on or do something that they were really excited about. Like that to me is like the biggest success that I could have as a brag. And so many times I felt like I was betraying my manager when I took another opportunity. Like it felt like a breakup and it's so difficult to have those conversations sometimes. And I'm like, why is this so backwards? So I just, the I best love endorsement that. of somebody's leadership capability is how much their team up levels. 
That's true. If so, yes. when we see somebody move forward, um, and I, there, I actually, I probably will go into this at some point, but I, I do teach um, company leaders how to do this. In particular, I have a really right. big vision around destroying traditional human resources. And how do we start to invest in people and see them as true human beings? There's a reason why we've treated people so small and as just cogs mm-hmm. and machines. There's a reason why employees are leaving and why they're so massively unhappy. There's the three reframes. Um, I'll teach you about that, actually, because cool. I think it'll be it. really powerful. Anyway, but yes, yeah. but I, I am consulting with business on this because what I want to do is we've stopped. We've worked so hard to protect companies from their own people that we never even allow them to be part of a true part of a team. And yes. so, yeah, they, of course, they don't have any loyalty. I have somebody right now I just um, talked to and they're like, they're like, oh, yeah, they like changed how we did our work and how what we can wear and like they're cross training us. And I said, and you're okay. telling me it's too late, right? And they're like, yeah. It's too late and half yeah. the staff's already left. And so uh, there is a way to fix this, but um, people have missed, they missed the forest for the trees. So um, anyhow, we'll go through that. Okay. So what I want you to do is that piece, all I'm meaning to come back with is the, the trifecta or the trifecta yeah. solidified you. and your value proposition. We'll continue to up level it and you'll get clarity. You'll continue to change it. Okay. What we're going into is this next week is your resume. This is going to be the part where I do not care how good your resume is. The whole purpose of it is to be that you believe that you are awesome, not the person across the table. Because if you believe you're awesome, I told you the, the, the point is the resume just solidifies the decision we make within seconds. That's it within seconds. And so if you can do that in less than 10 seconds, you can make yourself appear as the right uh, qualified candidate. The rest of the conversation is decided through the interview and through the interview, we're going to hack that too. Okay. So don't worry about the resume piece. So I'm going to ask you a couple things here. So what, why does this matter? Okay. So no more fluffy Miss America answers world peace. (laughs) Or I, if your job, your resume looks like it's a, would be perfect to hire that person who replaced you. Then you miss the point. What we're not looking for is a list of tasks. We're looking for a list of impacts. We're talking about impact and scopes. We're going to um, optimize for a few things. One, format. So in six seconds, can I tell what you actually do and makes sense? The second is content, okay? Do I show impact and scope, okay? So what I'm looking for is am I solution to the problem? And then last, we're optimizing it in both how we view it and what will match inside of the box for. So the hiring manager says yes, the recruiter says yes, the system says yes. We're going to optimize for all of those. That's what we're doing. And the whole point here is if you do this at the highest level, guys, you do not use your resume. People graduate from my programs all the time not using their resume. I know that that's hard to believe. That's okay. We're going to go through this whole process. But Randy says the company needs you, Abby, not the other way around. Thanks, Randy. I hope so, because like, I mean, I think that they need to prove themselves to me as well. I'm not just going to uh, Are they worthy of me? What We're going to change it. So when you become the candidate of choice, instead of like, I hope they pick me, we say, I hope that they present an opportunity that's worthy of me. And that's a much powerful thing. And it, it changes yeah. some of the things like desperation seeking, validation seeking behavior. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you how to do that, because most people come and they just reek of desperation. Please, God, pick me. No, I can't that. wait. Because I can't tell you how many hours I've spent like revising my resume for every job. And it's like, I want to cry. Like I can't, I can't do it anymore. If we take you out of the apply and pray game, then we're going to do something different. You can say the same time, you know, spend three weeks applying by my rules and you're going to see massive difference. Um, I mean, you don't even have to do the same amount of work. It's crazy. But most people want to apply by the same programming that was handed yeah. to us. They gave you a rule book. The rule book was wrong. I'll tell you because I used to recruit people against the rule book. 
I would do this. This is what the government requires me to do. And then I would actually hire people the different way, the different way of the people who got the highest salary and got the jobs where we would beg you to come work for us. Yeah. That's the process I've re I've uh, re-engineered for you. I've reverse engineered it and now I'm teaching you how to do it. So we're going to go into that next. So I'm going to have you go through the resume piece um, in, in pretty good cool. detail. And then good. we're going to go through it. We're going to share it. We're going to actually do the whole thing here. Okay. I think I already have this answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Um, okay. So, oh, you know what? Mm, no. How can I be authentically me, but also exactly what someone else is looking for? Ooh, that is such a good question. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to have that answer yet. I know. Uh, so I'm always, <laughs> but such a, I love <laughs> asking that question. So the question is, we are going to make us seem as the automatic answer and beyond what we even mm. need, what we envisioned in this hire that people want to create jobs. They up-level jobs. They change jobs for you. And it comes to the the thing that you're going to be doing uh, after. So it's resume, LinkedIn, then branding. Okay. The branding is where we're going to get to the point where you're authentically Got you. It. Okay. But okay. uh, the elevator pitch will be the summary of that work. So, which is at the very end, because it's hard to show up as that until we've done this work. So notice, I'm just trying to get you to, what I'm trying to do inside of really the resume is to reduce bias. So you stop getting dinged and you start ending up in the yes pile. People automatically get more interviews the moment they do what the work inside of this is. So even if you choose to apply, which I don't ever want you to do without following some of the other strategies, Okay. But when you do, and you will, and there's nothing wrong, I'm still going to love you at the end. It's not going to yeah. change my opinion okay. of you, <laughs> that um, you'll start to get calls. And then you'll start to realize, wow, I don't want that opportunity because I can see how they treat people, which is the best way they treat you is in the interview process. And notice mm -hmm. you're already treated like crap. So that's the best they're going to treat you. We want to get it so that they want you. They'll do anything to have you on board. And we can, they're, they're competing with other people who feel the same. When you become the candidate choice, that's what we're trying to do. So don't worry. We are going to be authentically cool. you. Notice that I am authentically me, weirdo and everything. I talk about love. I talk I know, about. That's why I know you know. <laughs> that's how I know you know. Yeah, that's why I'm like, I, I'm going to show you. And I've been able to run about this this way. So, yes, don't worry. We're going to have that. And great question. Cool. Um, okay. Also, okay. So, this is a kind of a, maybe a difficult one. But, like, in, in going through this journey, what I'm realizing is, um, and I've kind of slowly been like doing this before I got to this point, which is why I think this is working. Uh, but I don't want to do any, I mean, and, I mean, there are limits, but like, I don't want to do things that uh, like re retract, like, or make me go backwards. Right. I don't, I only want to go forwards. I don't want to do things that aren't fulfilling. Oh yeah. Um, and so do you have any hot tips on like how to, uh, cause right now I think the way that my mind is set up is like, these are my obligations. And then once I'm done with all my obligations, I get to go have fun. Like, huh. and okay, so I want you to think that yeah. the fun and the things that give you energy and the things that are your true genius are the ones that are going to make the most of money. They're going to be the most powerful and they're actually what people are going to buy into. And I know okay. that's hard to believe, but I promise you the more that I do this okay. work with every level, that's that's going to be the, the bankable thing. So when I say HR compliance, you will not find HR compliance is ever anything I offer, even though I am the expert in this. I am there is I don't know anybody else in my sphere who has more qualifications. But the idea of doing this or and I know I'm going to give you an example, organizing a storeroom, the idea of that time is the least valuable thing that I could do in the world. What I could do is actually increase your conversions of your new customers by optimizing how somebody tells the story about the work that we do or the products results or whatever it is that you're doing. Cause I don't know yet. We're going to still go through this. Okay. 
then that's going to be the thing, not organizing the storeroom. Does that make sense? How I've reframed that, even though you're like, what I did, what, and why would that matter to you was that you made things happen better, faster, easier, which Mm -hmm. is notice that's the exact same thing that what you do now is and why you decided to do it. I know. I know it's very easy for me to see, but a lot of times this is the reframe. I'm always having to picture people like walk them through. Yeah. I, I, yes, that's why I do it. I love, yeah. I love efficiencies. Like it's, Yes. And that's why I was like, that's why I designed, you're literally making it so that people get to the end result faster, right? Because yeah. they either purchase or they adopt or they up-level, whatever it is that they're, the result is. And that's where we're going to paint some of that as you go through this, um, especially in your brand. That's going to be the story of what we're telling. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, okay. So I know we haven't gotten to this yet, but something that I maybe put on your radar for the future, because I know we'll get to it, but you talk about getting multiple offers and. Mm-hmm. Ooh, my favorite you- part. Yeah. Uh, I would love that. Like, please fight for me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) they will, they will in that position. Um, no, but I guess my question is other than like, okay, how do you know, uh, or or are there any, like when you want to reject an offer versus accept an offer, like you you take the best one or is it like, all right, it's not, but it's going to be probably a combo of like what works best for you in that moment. But like, how do you, if it's better than what you've got today, how do you turn that down? So we're going to, I'm going to reframe a couple things here. First one, business of me, Inc. All right. So Abby, um, I have two, um, okay, let's see. I have two bids out. Uh, one is a program for 10,000 and one is a program for a hundred thousand, uh, proposals. I, the 10,000 was accepted today, but the 100,000 was accepted tomorrow and I can only take one. Which one am I going to take if I'm a business? Obviously, if I have to wait a day to get 100,000, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Now, I'm also going to find a solution for that person because I'm not an asshole. So um, so this is where this loyalty thing gets to be a problem for people. So when we are talking about a business, we have to remove that what's obligated, what's loyal, what's good. They will do what's ever best for them. Like they like to say, it's not personal. It's business. You need to take that same mindset. Okay. Yeah. Now, I will teach you how to turn down a job offer. Ideally, what I do is I teach you not how, how to not get into that. So we'll talk about that later on. Okay. But we will pick the best scenario for you, even if we've accepted another job offer. Mm-hmm. You need to do this, candidates that are out there, because right now you are in demand. This is the best time I've ever seen for candidates. I know that's hard to believe. The, the power is changing. <laughs> I'm so thankful. Yeah. First off, I'm so thankful. The power is changing. So you need to choose what's best for you the moment it is. So three days into a new job and somebody comes and offers you a $50,000 raise and you get to do work that's more meaningful, you take that job. Mm. Stop holding on to what is right by what loyalty tells you. Loyalty has kept you small. It's kept you a cog in a machine. It's helped you in every way to not achieve what you're supposed to do. Let that go. Okay. So this burnout loyalty trap is something I talk about. And it's a very provocative thought piece that got me banned from Facebook where I talk about why this <laughs> happens and why people leave and you need to leave it. You need to do what's best for you. And I know it's hard. I yeah. know it's hard, but you need to do what's best for you. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Um, I know we're, we're a little late, so I don't know if you want to answer some of these questions in the chat too, but let's do that. Well, I actually gave, so I should probably have told you this. I actually okay. gave myself until 11. <laughs> because <laughs> um, we went over the last couple times. I was like, let's just learn from our previous experience. Okay. And I only have one more real quick. Oh, no, let's do it. That's why I was like, okay. you are my, you are my main subject here. Hopefully these are other things that, you know, that people are asking, because I'm, I'm assuming if I'm thinking it, then I'm not the only one. So um, exactly. I guess the, uh, and you're kind of doing this with me, so I don't know if it's just repetition, but like uh, you, you are passionate about what you say and you're so articulate and 
Um, you have a lot of content, right? A lot, but you can pull it up like right now and have it ready to go. So my question is, I would love to do that. That's not a skill that I have mastered yet. Do you have any tips on how to get from A to B? Yeah, I think you already answered it. Actually, it's by telling that story over and over and over again. So um, there's times where I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> if I have to tell this story one more time <laughs> and I feel like everybody in the world has heard it and nobody has. Okay. Nobody has. And so, okay. um, but what I do is I'm always, you'll hear me talk and I typically, I go and I've told so many stories in different instances after coaching with this many people, I have kind of like an encyclopedia where I'm like, yeah. And I, and just know like the, I know intentional career design seems like it has a lot, believe it or not, that it's the most condensed version of what I do because there is so much knowledge yeah. and it's easy for me. And here's why it's my genius. So for you, Abby, you have that same thing. And for you, it'll be effortless. So if you ask me to go, and I can tell you, but I wouldn't, it's not my genius. It's my excellence. Okay. What do you <laughs> need to do for the recruiting process to create a documentation for OFCCP to make sure we didn't violate the four fifths rule and create disparate impact across protected classes? I could tell you that. Mm. Like that we want to do, I feel like vomiting just talking about it. Yeah, that sounds but boring. I could tell you, but it's not going to be like easily accessible. I'll be like, well, you need to have like this, yeah. and this. like that's how it's going to be. But because I deliver this all the time and I'm coaching people all the time. So what you want to do is spend time practicing what you and we're going to do that. So, um, so, and especially cause it's new to you, your work, yeah. but you'll get better. So the first time I ever had to talk about what I did, like, I was like, I'll, I'll teach you how to interview better. That's yeah. how I started. Okay. I, I didn't start out. Like, let me tell you about all of this. You know, <laughs> you didn't start out like that. <laughs> well, and I think I told you, like, this is my first time really like branding myself as, as a brand. Like I, I've never sold myself as a brand, so to speak, not sold myself. That sounds terrible. You know what I mean? Yes, like, you were selling yourself. myself as a brand. Oh, yeah. We always say like the first thing anybody <laughs> should ever do is learn how to sell. Cause you're going to sell something. It's going to be you, the idea of you, the product of you, yeah. yes. the buy-in of your ideas, like sales. When people are like sales are bad. I was like, the only reason why you have everything around you, even this jacket, somebody sold it to me. Thank you, salesperson. So we yeah. have to reframe how we believe about right. sales. Um, so we are selling. You're not like, you okay. know, you're selling exactly. your stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just, uh, I, you know, so it's, it's, I'm just kind of thinking about these things for the first time ever, which is kind of mind boggling considering I've been in the professional workforce for, you know, 20 years. Like it, oh, that's, I think I told you, sometimes people say this what? in the teeth yeah. that they have like, I should have been doing this whole time. And that's another, the should, the should is a shame. You didn't yeah. know. We always did the very best we possibly could. So let that go. Yeah. Now we're going to change it. And you will never have this problem again because you learned it too painfully that you should have been doing it. So that's mm -hmm. the whole. I'm ready. Let's do it. You're doing it. That's the thing. <laughs> You're doing it. Okay. Thank you. All right. So yeah, that's you. I, and I love. So if you notice, she's a visionary and strategically minded, which is everybody who follows me. So if you're tuning in, go ahead and do hashtag strategic. If you were one of these people where you're like, but what about this? And I'm like, let's just focus on right now. By the way, that's that's a problem that the long-term thinkers have. Like what she's saying, what she's literally proving is the exact I thing she's trying to tell the story. And how and 12 are. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, how do we get to that thing? And how do we optimize it? How do we make sure we get better results? Which is what she does. So which is why I like, come back and let's paint that picture here. And don't worry, I've got the answer for that. It's okay. <laughs> so what right. tipping point inspired me to be motivated for my peers? Okay. So, um, I, I got really well known at Amazon for telling the story about why you suck at job searching because it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. I literally designed the system that you have to go through to play when you apply 
the one that only hires 0.4% of people. Okay. So I designed that in the same way when that job, when I went and posted it and you guys go play by this rule, we do these things where we would go and create talent pools and we would hire from that before that job even really started because we're trying to like find people and it'd be like trying to trap Bigfoot in my backyard. Like I'm going to want a bigger net. Okay. So I'm always trying to hire and create this pool of people because it's the best practice. In fact, this is the endorsement I give. You want to be in this pool. I'm going to teach you how to be in this pool, Abby. Okay. That's what I'm going to be doing for you. But this is what they believe. I'm sorry. It's like, let me go over here. This is what you believe. Here's the rule book. Go apply and pray. It doesn't work. Okay. Now I teach you how to do this. Okay. And they got really ticked off at me about it. Like so much. So I, and I decided to write a book about it. It became a bestseller. Amazon, seven best, um, seven critical resume mistakes to avoid. I actually gave it away for free. Surprisingly, it became a bestseller. Shocked me. Um, I didn't list it for free on Amazon. I don't know but oh I my God, that would have been the biggest for free. What did you say? I said that would have been like the biggest you like if you did. Yes, oh exactly. And I did it without their permission because I, I was so tired. And when um, the reason why this really matters, and I uh, I shared this, if you were on my email list, I sent it out yesterday and I talked about that when I was a little girl, my dad was laid off of a job after working there for 20 years and he was treated like nothing. Like he didn't matter. He gave you know, so many years, his whole life and his pride was tied up in his worth yeah. as an employee and it was gone in one day. And, and we lost everything. We lost our house. Um, and we, my parents saved for years to be this, we were, you know, very middle-class. I, I had actually pretty, I mean, I was considered pretty privileged, but it really, really downhill for me. Um, after that, my dad ended up walking in after years of job searching, walking into an emergency room and they took him back and they cut open his brain and they found an inoperable brain tumor and his life ended just a few months later. And he wasn't even the same man. He never was able to walk out the same guy. He was, um, he couldn't even, he tried to eat chips with a fork. He was the most brilliant man that I ever had. He was so incapacitated after that yeah. surgery. And I watched this man who was my hero. He is my hero. And I'm a daddy's girl through and through. And I watched this belief that something was wrong with him. And yeah. then I watched how I perpetuated it as this industry. And that's why I throw the goddamn book at it. Okay. Because I'm like, it's no longer okay. That's a human being. And the reason why is if I could help my dad, I would, I can't. So yeah. I can help you. And it's so that no little girl ever watches her daddy go through that. Okay. That's actually why I do it. Yeah. That's why I do it. Okay. So if you want to know why I was literally born to do this, I was yeah. literally born and put through on this earth to do this for you. Okay. So Raymond, that's why I do it. Okay. Um. It's no wonder that we relate so closely, Lindsay, because you don't know that uh, my dad had to retire early because he, uh, so we have, we have melanoma in my family. I'm very pale. We have skin cancer. My dad had it um, and in his brain, he also had a brain tumor and um, yeah, he had to retire early and it also took his life. And, um, and I know I told you like one of the things my dad always told us, and I know this is like a Nike slogan, but he gave this sermon and um, he had the sign up that says, just do it. <laughs> um, and it says it yeah. on my necklace that I wear every day. Love that. Um, and it, I have to say, like, I'm definitely a daddy's girl also. Like, hmm. we were very similar. And, um, you know, my last name is Mueller. And, like, my family is always like, oh, you're such a Mueller. Like, we have a, <laughs> we have a, <laughs> I guess, a tough love, I guess. But I'm also really determined. And, like, I think about it all the time. Um, and my mom always says, well, this is his fingerprint. And he's like, you know, saying like, do the right thing. Like, you know, he's kind of like reminding me to keep going and like not give up and um, like live your life with integrity and with values and, and know what you believe and just stand in that. Um, and so like, I totally understand what you're feeling because I, I'm 
more motivated now than I ever was to like make sure that I live up to that legacy. Oh, and I always say that I'm like, my legacy matters because of my dad. Um, yeah. And so I love that. And that's where like we keep going and we stop playing small, knowing that you have a bigger purpose. And that that story, like, like I would take that. So here's how I would take that and run it with that. I would be like, if Nike was an interesting company, I would tell that freaking story. Yeah. You know, like I would be like that. Like, let me talk about, I literally have just do it on my chest and why this is a mantra for my family. And that's part of your brand. So that's something I want to, we'll talk about that in branding, okay. but okay. these are things. And I just want you to remember like the whole reason, the story that you went through, the experiences that you've gone through mm -hmm. have made you be the person today to change the future and not just for you, for everyone around you. Okay. Cause you are setting the example for a million people right now of showing what's possible and just believing. Okay. You too. <laughs> <laughs> This is why I show up. Your vulnerability. I don't want to flip and show up. I don't want to show up. It's hard. And you'll hear more about my story um, as we go yeah. along, but I, that's just one of many tragedies in my life. And so, yeah. um, but I keep showing up because the person who needs me is like today, Abby, I show up for you. It's not, you know, Raymond and Hunter and it's not them. I showed up for you and hopefully it helps Raymond and Hunter and whoever's listening. That's okay. Um, Cause you're here for me and I'm here for them. So it works. We're going to pass yeah, it. This is what we call the ripples of change. And you do that same thing. Okay. So Hunter asked a question. He said, if I'm not, I'm not, if you were really good at, uh, at just producing, but maybe not true impact numbers, I want you to think of what I did with Abby. So go back and listen to this. And I said, here's what she did. She talked about the team members. So like mm -hmm. you say, I work in a team. Okay. What kind of team? Okay. I, I did this. Okay. I optimized. And you're either doing two things inside of a business. You were saving money or you were creating money, even human resources, which costs money. Technically, if I was hiring for the sales team, I'm creating money. If I was um, reducing turnover, then I'm saving money. So I want you to think downstream effort. What is it that actually the result of the work I did, the tactical, like I create a report. The report is not the powerful thing. The report is like created an indication where we would do, you know, an and on of and this is lean Kaizen principle so that we know what we're going to flag for what we need to increase or decrease for production inside of this one capability that drives $2.1 billion of annual revenue for that product line. Mm -hmm. Okay, I just told you that was from a report. Okay, so just paint the picture at the widest level. Okay, mm -hmm. and that's a, like you're going to get to that. In the next session okay okay all right um abby they're asking you so be prepared here what part of the country career goal let's talk about oh, that uh yeah um so i am uh in southern california i'm in oceanside california um so if any of you guys are out here come say hi uh <laughs> virtually um and you know feel free to connect with me on linkedin if you want um and follow our journey along here i hope that you guys will continue to come back because um i love i love being here with everybody um, yeah, so I, I gave a quick recap of my, my journey, but I come from a background of beauty retail, been there for a long, long time, and uh, was laid off during the pandemic, and I'm uh, now newly certified as a UX designer and pursuing um, UX design position or a content writer position, something along those lines, um, and I, I really just want to work with other people who are passionate about what they do um, and are doing meaningful work. That's where I'm going. I love that. Ah, meaningful work. That's one of my key phrases. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So connect with Abby. Like literally, if you were wanting to get the best results, if you increase your network and having people who advocate for you and can be good accountability partners on this process, please just connect with Abby or and follow me. I don't really have connection space is the only thing. Otherwise, I would totally take it. But please, let's connect. Um, I would love to, to know more about you. And guys, be like go to dreamjobhack.com slash bootcamp. I've told you enough about why I do this. Most of what I run my business for is totally free for the people who need additional help. They need closer coaching. You can work with me in those capacities. But what I really want to do here is give you the tools. Again, the story comes back. I watched it happen. I actually went through it myself. It's another story I went through. 
I know that this doesn't work. I'm going to show you a better way. Okay. Okay. So with so many baggage, we all carry what in the key, uh, what is key in your opinion to getting out of your own way? Raymond asked that. I'm going to tell you, if you go back to the last session, we talked about mindset and mindset is the biggest thing. So one, I believe that I am worthy. I believe that I am capable. I believe that I have value. If you understand those things, then you will show up. There are days where things are hard for me. There are days like I am not feel like a rock star every day. I talked like Abby, I think she said something. She's like, it's good. It was her. I'm going to just break it down. Kind of good to see that you're human because I think people see me and they anticipate that I'm going to be a certain way. And I am just really average. I'm just louder and more passionate. Yeah, (laughs) that's really the difference. Okay. I I am not particularly special in any way other than you are. Like why I say Oracle Genius is that I can just take you and I can make you at the highest level. That's what I do is I help shape you and I believe enough, breathe breathe enough belief into you that you'll do the thing. Okay. So if the getting out of your own way is to stop analyzing and just do it, literally what Abby said, just do it. And literally I'm giving you the tools here. So do it with me. Okay. All right. So um, in boot camp, will it help us sort out what we want to do, what we want to be when we grow up versus what you were doing? So there is some of that work inside of clarity. There's some of it, but it really, truly, if you want to get deep into that part, this is the thing people are like, I don't know what I want to do next. Identifying your superpower trifecta and then proving that you are is the work that does there. But if you need to go deeper and that's probably going to be something you need to coach with somebody on. Okay? Yeah. Um, but I, I want you to know that. Oh, go ahead. Too, something that yes. we were working through. We're talking about like marketability mindset, like, um, I'm kind of the same way. And I told you like at the beginning of this, I'm kind of a chameleon. I just adapt to whatever I'm doing. And that's not the, the key thing that makes me like, you know, again, I don't, I don't want to be just like an office manager or I don't have a job title that I'm looking for. It's the other things that's, that, that is the work environment for me that is fulfilling. And so if you don't know what those things are that fulfill, you just start to make a list of, you know, things that you enjoy and like, which, which of those things are marketable, right? Like, what can you do to make money doing that? Thing? Oh, it's so um, good. So, so good. That's pretty much exactly what I'm taking you through. So that is, I love that short answer. Keep, keep sharing that. Okay. How do you get companies to un- we get the companies to uncover the pain points considering showcasing the opportunity in their organization? This is something we tend to like, we want to keep it behind closed doors. We don't want to talk about what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I will talk about this inside of Network Ninja. So don't worry, Randy. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Josh says this is a game changer. And I hadn't even considered half. I wish I had considered half the information in this talk. Okay. All right. So Abby, I will follow up with you about getting our next session. We're going to do it next Friday. So we'll schedule that. Um, and then thanks for everybody who tuned in here. So the big thing is go ahead, move forward. All right. I will uh, talk to you next week. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much for your time today. And I'll see you guys soon. Bye, Abby. Bye. See you Friday.